Hello and welcome back to the Technically F1 podcast. I am Rashad. And I'm Jack. This week we've got an action-packed episode for you. So kick back, maybe grab some light reading material, and enjoy. Hello everybody, welcome back. Uh, Brazilian Grand Prix, we're actually going to talk about F1 this week because... I this weekend I spent so much time watching all the sessions, writing down notes, and then rewatching them because I forgot stuff. Because I am intelligent. Now, Rashab, you want to start with the penalties, right? Oh uh, sure, yeah. All right, why don't you start with the first penalty, which is the engine penalty? No, no, no. I think let's start with the Verstappen penalty. Oh, oh, right. Um, for touching Lewis's flaps, right? The ZRS. Yes, yeah. okay, so it was a 50,000 euro fine. Ah, yes. Just for touching the car. Yep. Uh, do you want to know why? Because I've got the press briefing pulled up right here. No, 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 that makes it sound a bit worse than what he actually did. Right. Which is just touching Lewis's car inappropriately. It was fine. Yeah, it was fine. I mean, it, not really a problem with it. People have done it before. Okay, but I, the reason they um they were angry was because wait, that, actually, it might have affected the results, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. why they're angry at him, but it didn't affect the results. Yeah, they, they ruled that. What actually affected the results is something that's much the more bolt illegal. Not bolt. It was like a turning something. It was a pivot. Yeah, the pivot was broken on the wing, or the DRS actuator. But in theory, that did give him a speed advantage. So he should have been disqualified from that race. In my opinion, he should have been disqualified from the whole race. He breaks the technical regulations, he gets disqualified. He should be disqualified from the championship. No, they almost did that to Ferrari in 1999. but They, they didn't do that, it's Ferrari. I know, and then after that they realized that they would never want to disqualify Ferrari, so they decided, ah, forget it, we won't do it to them. So the precedent was set as race disqualification. Hmm. Anyways, and uh, then Verstappen had his penalty. Lewis got a penalty, which for actually breaking the rules, got sentenced back to the grid. And yeah, don't worry. Yeah, Lewis fans, don't worry. And he also had a five-place engine penalty for the actual main race. Now, this is everyone's favorite type of racing this weekend. The sprint race. Everyone's excited. Except My for... favorite type of penalty is the, whatchamacallit, the ones that they actually hear at the end of the race. Oh, a five-second post-race penalty? Yeah, or, like, a place penalty. Don't, didn't they, like, do that at some point? I think they can now. I know they used to not be able to do it, but I think they can now. Have they ever done it? Not recently, no. Yeah, that's my favorite kind of penalty, because I feel like that's the most fair kind of penalty. Otherwise, just, you're good just saying you yeah. just, like, help you get back to the top. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now, before we talk about qualifying, I actually have some other car news. It would be technically a fun if I didn't interrupt myself here. Guess what Lucid just did? Oh, they hit the best car or something. The Air Lucid Air. Lucid Air. Their valuation is now higher than Ford. Oh, that's not very hard to imagine. I uh, know. Ford just makes trucks. going down. Yeah, and they just make trucks now. But, um, no, this is huge. This is, I think, the biggest an EV car startup has been of all time, really. I can't imagine another EV car startup that could ever do anything successful, right? The Rivian. Right, but definitely not Tesla. What's Tesla? <laughs> Have you seen the Rivian? It's beautiful. The R1T? I don't know, the one that's out now. Let me see. I know the, the T is truck? the truck. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. That's a nice one. Um, ooh, look at this. Their share price is rapidly approaching Tesla. Mm. I really like the Rivian truck. I do, too. I don't know what it is. And I like the SUV as well. It's an SUV? Yeah, that's the R1S. If I was in the market for a new car right now, this is a bold statement, but I would buy the R1S. I wouldn't. I'd buy the R1T. Really? You prefer the truck? 
the R1S, it looks like they copied a Ford Flex and mixed it with a Land Rover. That's kind of a violation. I'm looking at it in a beautiful green right now, which reminds me of a Range Rover uh, Sport. I think turquoise a little bit better, actually. Yeah, turquoise isn't bad. Like the dark turquoise with like I think those orange gray calipers. They're yep. beautiful. I see what that is. Yeah. But I prefer like the um the R one T um I wish I call it the blue color on that, the dark bluish kind of thing. Yeah. The thing is, Rashad, there's actually only one superior electric vehicle and that's Bollinger and the B one and B two. I really thought you were gonna say um the Ace Park Owl, but that's more of a hypercar. It's an electric car. Do you want to know how much the Bollinger B One costs? One million. It's near that. Look at the look at that thing. It's just, it's just a Land Rover Defender, and it costs so much. Do you know why? I'm looking at this. The reason it costs so much is. Innovative wood stacking and spacing. I should Be- like that. It okay. It looks a little bit like um, hmm. Land Rover Defender. It looks a little bit like a Land Rover Defender, but it looks a little bit more like um, like a box you'd see on your like driveway or something. You know, like a fridge box. Oh, yeah. I see that. I'm looking inside. It has it, no grill. It has no grill. It has a toolbox inside. That's nice. Oh, I see the wood stacking one. The it seems very, truck. yeah, seems very useful. Oh, I'm looking at an off-road version that costs a million dollars. The interior is more, um, well, less than, um, a Lotus. Yeah. It's just less. There's nothing there. It's not even back seats. I'm looking at another off-roader that's 125 grand. I think the biggest issue with this thing is its price. It's just not a hundred twenty-five grand worth of car and truck. Oh, actually, there is back seats. Yeah, small. There's a Bollinger B two that has only two doors, and that is like the Defender ninety. The B two B two looks like um, it's kind of like an SUT. Yeah, and I'm looking at a B two right now. Uh, that has the optional gun placement where you can lie out the front of it and shoot things. I'm that was the wood cool. stacking one where the wood's coming out the front and the back. Yeah, that's useful. That's good for building a house. Do these like actually are these actually production cars? Not yet. Just like any electric car, it's not actually going to happen until ten years after. We are trying to see it. Yeah. Tell me that is $125,000 worth of car. It just isn't. Well, if it's based off of the Defender, maybe it is. But that Defender 90 would never cost one hundred twenty-five grand. I mean, if you're in good condition, you might be able to get prime in that time. I don't think so. For you. Good for me. Thank you. I'm looking at right now an electric resto mod of the Rolls Royce Phantom. It's called the Lunaz. That is cool. I know we talked about this all, a couple months ago, but this is a new version of it. Let's mm-hmm. see here. That's cool. Oh, and they made a Bentley version as well. I think I'd probably buy the Bentley, but that's just me. Anyway, so we talk about the F1. Should we? We probably should, because I took all these notes on it. Might as well, right? Sure. Okay, so qualifying was a disaster, with Hamilton taking pole, uh, Verstappen P2, Bottas P3 beating Perez in Brazil, which I didn't think was possible. Uh, and then we actually had the sprint race, which really served to infuriate me. Now, there are times when I get angry at Verstappen, and there are times when I'm happy with Verstappen, but he will never be my favorite driver, and Kimi will still be my favorite driver even when he leaves F1, right? Okay? Mm-hmm. Do you know what he did in the sprint race? What? He sat behind Valtteri for 24 laps. Mm-hmm. And do you know why he did this? So he could win. 
No, he did this to make the most stupid strategy choice of all time. Do you know what he did? This is going to pain you, okay? You can do the sprint race on a pair of soft tires. So do you know what tires he chose? Hard ones. Mediums. Mm -hmm. And what he should have seen was Hamilton specifically uh, got to the grid really late. So anyone on medium tires would be completely screwed because they couldn't have enough heat in the tires. Mm -hmm. So Hamilton just basically did the team job for Mercedes, which is odd, which is odd because, you know, that's normally Bottas doing that. But whatever. Uh, Perez did very poorly as well. He lost positions to signs. And Kimmy was going to reach the points in the race. But um, then he got, let's see here. Oh, yeah, he's about to reach the points. But then Gio sent a teammate, or not a teammate, a, um, a move up the inside and spun him. Now, <laughs> Rashad, this next thing I put in here has aged very poorly. Okay. Say okay. It. The thing that I put in here was, let's fire Geo. And, <laughs> well, <laughs> they listened to me. <laughs> it happened. We so we are, are all like, already thinking that. I think we said that before this race. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, I was just really angry at that because, you know, Kimmy close to points. He's just been outperforming Giovinazzi by, at the end of his career. Like, Giovinazzi should be in his prime and able to outperform an end-of-career Kimmy, and yet he still can't. Mm-hmm. That really just shows Kimmy's the GOAT. Or that Giovinazzi's just not a good driver. That's true. He It's probably a bit of both. Uh, it took to lap four... Uh, for signs to, or pairs to get fast signs, uh, which basically ruined his race and made it that he couldn't help Verstappen and do anything with that. And Lewis was able to make really good progress in the sprint race because you know who wasn't doing his job? Who? Take a guess. Christian Horner. No. Um, Hint. Perez. Your favorite driver. Perez. No. Sonoda. Yeah. Tsunoda was supposed to defend from Lewis. Do you know what he did? Let Lewis go. He parted like the Red Sea and let Lewis go right through the middle. Was there a blue flag, though? There was no blue flag. This was Lewis from P20. Yeah. He could have held him up for many laps. Do you know what he did? He sees Lewis Hamilton. He just gets out of the way. I feel like he should have just hit him. This is probably not okay in F1, but he should have just hit him. Yeah, let's be honest here. We both know Mercedes has used that strategy before. Exactly. They used that strategy various times against Max this year. We're um, suit, aren't we? Uh, no. I mean, Toto Wolff's gone on a sort of a lawsuit spree recently, but he definitely won't sue us, right? No. no. For our podcast, that's okay. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, uh, Max was able to get fast to slap, though. But guess what? It doesn't count because it's a sprint race. And Gasly was also able to get past, or Lewis got past Gasly really quickly. Again, he should be doing his job and not letting him pass. Um, that was quite angering. But anyways, we actually have the race next. Now, Kimmy started from the pits because Gio ruined the strategy, but it did allow him to overtake almost everyone. Now, I'll have to check whether he got points or not, but I think he did really well this weekend. Do you have the scores up on your phone? Kind of. Okay, did Kimmy get points? Kimmy got... Let me just look at this. He got zero points. Oh! What position? I bet he was ahead of Geo, though. Uh, barely. Okay, but still ahead. Yeah, he was in 12th, and Geo was in 14th. Nice. Now, the, fo- the actual race was the complete opposite of the sprint race at the start. Bottas parted like the Red Sea for Verstappen and Perez, and they just went through. Okay, then, what's, with, okay, what's with parting like the Red Sea? Uh, it's a reference, or not a reference, uh, something that I'd heard a phrase used, and I was like, oh, all right, I'll use this. It'll make me seem very intelligent. Mm. Anyways, uh, then he got past Perez because Perez isn't fast, and he started getting too close to Max. But then he couldn't do anything because Lewis got up to him and he was like, hey, get out of the way. So he got out of the way. 
Now, do you know what caused the safety car on lap six? Ricardo. Nope. Sure. <laughs> and, and it's her favorite driver. Sinoda. Sinoda caused a safety car and let Lewis pass. He's literally doing the worst job for Red Bull I could imagine. Maybe he was hoping that uh, Lewis couldn't pass because of the safety car. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Anyways, the safety car came out to clear up Sunoda's little mess. Uh, and George Russell thought it would be great to get a pit under the safety car on lap six, which ruined the Williams strategy. Uh, and the safety car brought the entire field through the pit lane because, again, Sunoda caused an absolute mess. Was the mess Daniel Ricciardo and Lance Stroll? No, the mess was Yuki being stupid. Okay, what'd he do? He crashed into a stroll. Okay, but Yuki still finished the race. True, and stroll didn't. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's a positive. Uh, He just sort of floundered. This all seems like a fairly standard race. Right, Except for the McLaren performance. Until you listen to this, Rashad, this is where everything goes crazy, okay? Because do you know what Bert Lemylander did? Donuts? He sped in the pit lane. Oh my god. The safety car sped in the pit lane. Safety car more like unsafety car. Exactly. Crowd strike more like <clears throat> crowd striking. <laughs> Anyways, um, Kimmy had a great restart, though, so that was good. Got some positions back. And then... There was another virtual safety car because you know what happened? In, in... Nick thought it would be a great idea to crash into Maspin. They both finished, though. Yeah, which was a surprise. Anyways, another virtual safety car because why not? But what this allowed uh, Hamilton to do was catch up to Verstappen, which he wouldn't have actually been able to do unless there were all these safety cars. So Again, I say hint, hint. Yeah. your favorite driver this time. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so on lap, or sort of like lap 19, lap 20, uh, Lewis does the undercut on Max and got very close to overtaking him there. And then on that same lap, Sainz came in for a two-stop strategy, which was odd at the time. It made absolutely no sense. And then Verstappen obviously had to pit and get onto the new tires and those were hard tires, but he did it around lap 24, right? Now, he guess how long he spent on the hards, a tire that lasts 40 laps. 40 laps. 17. Oh. And then <clears throat> he went on the same tire again. You know, I'm like zero for like 100 on all this guessing. I know. Really surprising. Anyways, and then Mercedes thought to themselves, oh, crap. Verstappen threw away his strategy. Why don't we do that too? So they threw away a one-two by following Verstappen and doing the same strategy. In my opinion, Bottas would have won that race if they hadn't done that strategy. It was just stupidity. Uh, painful. Anyway, lap Lewis pass Max at. Uh, it was lap fifty-nine. Uh, how many laps were there? There were like lap seventy, I think. Right? So I feel like this might be partially um, Verstappen's fault. Oh, we're about to get to that. Okay. Can go a little bit more than partially. I feel like Max could have made up the positions in that time. Yeah. I mean, I just don't think that Mercedes would have pitted again if Red Bull hadn't pitted again. I think Lewis or Max just could have driven defensively for, say, the rest of the race. And each of their tires fall off, Bottas gets close, and then the race finishes in that order. But instead, Lewis then catches Max instantly. And do you know what Max does? Let's him by. Nope, he pushes him right off the track and almost gets a penalty. Oh, I remember this part. I mean, I didn't watch it, but I know yeah. what happened because I heard about this morning. Now, this kicked everything off on social media, and we'll talk about this later and why everyone's biased. But in the moment, I was like, oh, no, no penalty, no penalty. And now, having seen Max's on board, I don't think he should get a penalty. I know he intentionally pushed Lewis off the track, but it's just hard racing. I mean, 
the precedent was set in 2004 when Schumacher did the exact same like a million times. I think this might be payback for um, the penalty that um, Lewis kind of didn't feel at all, but you know. Yeah. Max kind of took the brunt of. What, you mean with that 50 grand fine? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's bought the FIA dinner a lot of times over. That's like a new Cayman. It is a new Cayman. Is it? No. It's close, though. It's like a couple thousand off, maybe. Yeah. But you're right, it's very close. That's a, that's a lot of money. Anyways, uh, Lance Stroll then retired because why not? And then Daniel Ricard retired because, again, why not? Uh, Lewis got pie on lap 59, which was when I started questioning what went wrong in the race. And then, you know, all this stuff kicked off. Now, Red Bull is going to protest Mercedes's rear wing uh, because there's a system on it right now that could be illegal that caused the DRS to fail. Didn't Red Bull try something similar with their flappy wing or whatever? Well, yes, and it worked, and it didn't. It wasn't illegal. But then the FIA paid them innumerable millions to stop using it and lose the advantage. Uh, so Mercedes might need some money, so maybe that's why. Maybe Mercedes will get some money from the FIA to stop using their system. But what it does is the main what's called the main plane of the front wing. Rashab is basically the bottom bit where the air hits first, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That deforms under air load, and it bends in the middle. Now, what that does is it provides more downforce at the middle, but it also reduces drag because of the change in pressure. Hence the now, drag reduction system. Right, exactly. But this wasn't actually caused by the DRS. This is just because the main plane of the front wing is flexible. So somewhere in this, this main plane was flexing a lot and it somehow broke the DRS or ended qualifying in such a position where it actually had this gap that was illegal for the DRS. It was like, um, it was like 0.2 millimeters off, wasn't it? Yeah, it was something minuscule, but what it, it let the, um, it let the template through it basically failed the testing and therefore has to get penalized. I agree with the fact that it got penalized. I think the penalty was much too lenient. I think he should have been disqualified from the entire weekend and have an investigation done in the car, but that is not my job to, you know, patrol that. I think he should have gotten a one-race ban. One-race ban? I think he should get gotten to keep the whatever he got and a one-race ban for the Mercedes team. It's- that's kind of team strategy. Yeah, I mean, a couple of things could have happened. It could have been intentional, the whole DRS failure. And in that case, that's egregious, and that needs to be covered. Or it could just be completely accidental, and then we need to actually put Negligence. time, put diligence into what's going on with their actual front wing, or their rear wing um, bendy big. They have neglected to, like... They may have neglected something so that this would happen and help them. Yeah, I think what you're trying to say is they might have intentionally not checked to make sure the DRS was secure, if you know what I mean. Yeah. You know, I feel like it would be so easy to cheat this. Yeah. You just make it so it closes itself. Yeah. Like, why? I agree with you on this one. Why couldn't you have an air-operated fluidic switch that would just open the DRS more at like speed? Almost like Zenbo, yeah. I guess you're right. Yeah, why couldn't you do that? Here, I'll have to design that later tonight. I want to try that now. Ah, yes. Okay. Um, So, Jetta. What about the Jetta? It looks interesting. What about that? <laughs> I feel like oh, they should have a race ban there. Yeah. Mercedes would just do so well if they do well in qualifying. 
Which seems very likely. Yeah, luckily Jeddah's not this weekend, but it is a couple weekends away. It's in December. It's and right. this, yeah, this weekend we have Qatar. And I am not worried at all about Qatar. Okay? Mm-hmm. You want me to tell you why? Because Red Bull does well there. It's a conventional track like Bahrain. Red Bull did pretty well in Bahrain, even though their car wasn't faster. They did pretty well. Now, I am confident that if the Red Bull car is not faster this weekend, Verstappen will not run the race. I just don't think he's on form enough to do that right now. I think he hit peak form this season, sort of like in the European stretch, and he's just not on it right now. I mean, look, the Red Bull car has been faster than the Mercedes car since Portugal. This loss this weekend is, in my opinion, very embarrassing for Red Bull. Is it just me? I think Red Bull's doing poorly as well. Yeah, I mean, I don't demand total domination. I'd love it if the championship came down to the final race. But on it's the other hand, fun, though. I think it's fun when it comes down to the final race. I mean, the nerves aren't great, but if they win it, it's great. To be fair, right now, it could come down to the final race. Yeah, if Verstappen wins then in Qatar, then Lewis is basically screwed because... Unless Verstappen pulls it the last year, and then DNFs like five different races. Yeah, five times in the last two races. Yep. Yep, that is very possible. The thing is, though, Red Bull was faster at Abu Dhabi last year. So maybe this year they'll be faster at Abu Dhabi. You see, Verstappen's ahead by, like, Less than 14 points. Yeah, it's 14. Yeah, it is exactly 14 Oh, it's exactly points. 14 points? Okay. So he can afford to lose... Or get Not second... one. No, he can afford to get second place twice, and as long as someone else gets fastest lap, he's okay. But if Lewis gets fastest lap even one time, then Max has to get fastest lap in the other race. If Lewis gets fastest lap twice, he'll be trailing... Uh, or actually trailing by two points going into Abu Dhabi, which means that he has to win, and Lewis can only get second. But all Lewis has to do to win in Abu Dhabi if he has a two-point lead is just crash Max at the start. Mm. I know, I, I said, I don't know, but I don't think he would do that. But then again, who knows? Okay, I have one question for you, though. Okay. Bottas or Perez? Who do you think is going to take third? I mean, it better be Perez. I want Red Bull to win the Constructors' Championship more than I want Max to win this Drivers' Championship, so Perez better step it up. Red Bull, okay. Perez needs another win. Oh, that's not happening. Unless they take each other out at the next race. I mean, he doesn't need a, actually, he needs more than one more win. He's like a win and a half, kind of. Wait a minute. I'm just thinking right now. If Max and Lewis take each other out in Qatar, right? Mm -hmm. Then Lewis wins with fastest lap in Jeddah. Mm -hmm. That would mean that Max is ahead by six going into the final race at Abu Dhabi. Which means that as long as he finishes ahead of Lewis, he's okay. I'm but these sponsors, like these partners, of who? One. Oh yeah, is it Crypto.com? I, I've talked about this before. Crypto.com, yeah, Zoom, yep. Amazon Web Services. Yeah, that's kind of a weird one. Drive Coffee. What? Ferrari. I wonder. Yep, if but no, no, it's not the what you think it is. Ferrari's actually a champagne company. Really, I thought they made cars. Well, yeah, they do, but the other Ferrari family makes champagne. I wonder how many bottles of champagne it costs to have a Ferrari car. I don't know. I mean, they're at every single F1 race, so I bet if you took every single champagne on the podium, every bottle of champagne on the podium, and gave it to Ferrari, I wonder if they'd give you a car. Probably not. I mean, for one of those bottles, they probably would, because these are iconic, and they're on every podium. I know, but Ferrari could just get on the podium and get one. Oh, wait. No, they can't. <laughs> My God. 
Look, it's painful to be a Ferrari fan right now. Are you a Ferrari fan right now? Yes, unless they beat Red Bull, then I'm not a Ferrari fan. Look, I'm a Newey fan, which means I'm a Red Bull fan, which technically means I'm kind of a Verstappen fan. Which, and then Ferrari has nothing to do with that. I'd like to be a Leclerc fan, but he's just too inconsistent. Mm. I mean, I, I was saying on Sunday that Verstappen is actually less consistent than Leclerc this season, and that takes work. Like, you have to actively try to be inconsistent, to be less consistent than him. Mm. That's fair. Yeah. Anyway, so shall we talk about the big news about how we got Antonio Giovinazzi fired? That is definitely going to be the podcast title. Well, by you the way. did not. You did. Did I really? You did. Kind of. A bit. How? Probably by saying it last time or whatever, whenever. I mean, I've said it many times now that he should be um, replaced by someone else. Mm-hmm. Okay, so maybe I got him out of the seat. Anyways, he's been replaced by exciting new F1 rookie next year, Guan Yu Zhou. What do you think of that, Rashad? I don't really know who he is, so. That's a great start. Um, Joe is a Chinese F2 driver who's been in F2 since 2019. Uh, he's fighting for the title this year and brings 30 million pounds of Chinese backing to F1 every year. Mm-hmm. Now, it looks here that F1 actually might have paid Alfa Romeo some incentive money. Now, this is a rumor, but he is sponsored by F1, Joe, right? Mm-hmm. And they want to get him into F1 to get more races in China, right? Because that's a lucrative market. Mm-hmm. So it's possible, it's been put out there, that Joe might have been, uh, or some money might have been put forward by F1 to get Joe into that seat. Now, let's be honest here. Gio has not been consistent enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can both agree on this, right? Yep. Well, what are you? He's been very consistent. Just consistently not good enough. Yeah. I mean, I the difficult thing is he's being compared against Kimmy, and Kimmy's an all-time great. Mm-hmm. I thought Kimmy would tail off a lot more this year, you know, especially after him saying that he, you know, retired. But he's just been consistently faster than Giovinazzi in the races, where it actually matters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Okay, anyways, so that's the story on Joe. I'm excited for him. I think, who's leading the F2 championship right now? Does anyone really care about F2? I watch F2. Yeah, that's because you have nothing better to do. No. I have better things to do. My VC just hasn't arrived yet. So you don't have anything better to do? Schoolwork, gym, and F1. That's basically what I'm doing on the weekends. You don't exactly do your schoolwork on the weekends, do you? I do some schoolwork on the weekends. Say, like, there's an English essay, right? Then I have to do it. Do you actually do any of your English essay at home? Yeah, some of it. And oh, redoing parts of it does not count. No, I, I know. Wait, what did you write about for your narrative? Um, carding. Yeah, same. Nice. What did you talk about? Oh, uh, the first time. You know the guy who crashed into me? Oh, yeah, yeah, great. That's yeah, a good thing to talk about. Fun. That's a really good topic. I don't know what John wrote. Oh, wait, no, John wrote about um, skiing. Of course he did. first time. He's been skiing once. No, he hasn't. He lives in Seattle and he's only been skiing once? He's been, he's been go-karting more than he's been skiing. I'm going to have to viciously bully him for this. I mean, I wrote my like, go-karting. I've only been go-karting once, but I mean. Yeah, but I you're. I live in, like, England or something. Exactly. At least you have an excuse. Yeah. Okay, I used to ski. 
Yeah. I don't like seeing. I know, which really surprises me. Okay, so. Mm-hmm. F1. No, F2. 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 Who's F2. leading the F2 championship? F2. No, not F3. F3. F3 championships. What about the F3 championship? I don't know. I'm looking at F2 right now. Okay. PIA is in first place. Joe oh, is Piastri. in second. SW or SHW is in third. Um, well, that's Schwartzman. Wait, that's oh, a disaster. Wait. wait, I thought he went to DTM. No, he didn't. Wait, that's a disaster. He was going from nearly beating Nick last year to now back to third in the championship. He's never making it to F1. Nick DeVry? No, no, Robert Schwartzman. No, I know. But Nick DeVry, he beat Nick DeVry. I mean, I don't think Nick DeVries is coming to F1 anytime soon. Didn't he, like, go to Formula E or something? Yeah, and then Mercedes dissolved their Formula E program. I don't know what he's doing now. Like, and then there's Tick. Oh, Dan Tictum. What is he in fourth? Yep, and then in fifth there's Poe. Um, Teo Porcher. Sixth is VIP. Yuri Vips. Sure. Um, four or seven is Dar. Now that would be Jihan Deruvala. Say it again. Jihan Deruvala. Okay, uh, eight what? is Law. Oh, Liam Larson. And nine is Drew. Felipe Drogovic, I believe. Ten is Ver, as in Verstappen. No, no, who is... <laughs> I don't know, who is tenth? It's Ver. No, I know, I know, but... Oh, I don't know who it is. That, oh, that's so annoying. I wish I knew. Uh, I know nine of them. That's a good start. Teams and drivers. Let's have an introduction. There's um Prima Racing with Robert Schwartzman and uh, Piastri. Yep. Then there's Uni Uni Virtuosi. Yep. I think we're all and, that confused. Uh, there's uh, Joe and yep. Dragovich. Yep. There's nothing and... funny about Felipe Dragovich's name. <laughs> okay, and then there's um, Carlin. Yep. With Tickdom and uh, Daruvula. Yep. Why does that look like a Red Bull uniform they're wearing? Because it is. Because he's a Red Bull junior. Yeah, he's never going to come to F1 because, I guess, not enough backing. And then there's High Tech Grand Prix. Isn't oh, Mazepin team. team, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that I love that. No, I don't think so. I love that we both just instantly were like, Mazepin's team. I mean, High Tech has a Red Bull livery. Uh, I think that's probably a Red Bull back driver. Who is the um, driver with the Red Bull livery? Oh, both of them. They're both in Red really? Bull uniforms. That's a surprise. I don't, I didn't know that. It might be Vips. Ah, uh, that could be it, yeah. It looks like they're both wearing them, though. Huh. Lawson and Vips. Yeah. And the car outline next to both of them has, um, what, next to High Tech is Red Bull. Yeah. And then there's Art Grand Prix. ART, yep. Um, which is Lundgaard and, um, Porsche. Okay, yep. <laughs> And there's for sure at MP. I'm sorry, when you said poor chair, I just heard poor and then chair. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's a virtue, 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 at MP Motorsport. Oh, that's the ver. And then there's no black at MP Motorsport. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Emerson Fittipaldi? No, I think it's his grandson or great-grandson. 
at Sharu's racing system. It's E for oh, yeah. quality. Not Wilson. Not. Oh, wait a minute. He raced for Haas. Didn't he like replace one of them last year? Yeah, yeah. When um, uh, when Grosjean? Grosjean had his life-threatening accident. Seventeen seconds is a long time when you're in fire, though. Yeah. Well, that's why it's life-threatening. I wasn't being sarcastic. Okay, and then there's some Samia. Samia. Yes, Samia. Notoriously not a very good driver. And then Ed Dam's racing. There's Nissan. Oh. And you shorten that down to Nissan. Nissan, yep. Nissan back. Um, and then there's Armstrong. Yep. And Marcus Armstrong. At, yep. Uh, at, at Campos Racing. Campos. There's a Beckman and uh, Boshung. Oh, yeah, Ralph Boshung. Know him. I don't know some of these people. Then there's HWA Race Lab. With mm-hmm. Hughes and Deletta. Oh, Alessio Deletta. He is a very bad driver. Alessio, isn't that the other guy as well? He's the one that recorded himself going 200 miles an hour in the Lamborghini um, Urus. He's Italian. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's the one that almost got kicked out of F3 last year. Ah, uh, yes. And then there's Trident. Mm-hmm. Viscal and Sato. Oh, oh, Marino Sato. He's actually okay. He's Takumi Sato's, um, I think, son? Maybe. Isn't that Alessi something? Um, Alessi or Delita. Oh, oh, I know who you're thinking of. Um... It's John Lacey's son. Um, I'm drawing a blank right now. What? He was in 2020's F2 season. And then in Formula 3. Oh, no, no. We're not going to Formula... No, 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 Yes, yes, we are. No, 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 no. Formula 3. The siblings. We cannot do all of F... We're doing it. No, it's... No, 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 no. no. I, 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 I found... John Lacey's son. Mm-hmm. Giolano Alacy. Okay, that's yeah, fine. Prima race. Wait, no, no, but I have some actually important stuff to talk about now. Okay, fine. We'll just go through the important ones then. How just Prema and Dams. And Trident. And Trident, okay. Prema has Leclerc. Oh, yeah, he's okay. Trident has Schumacher. Yep. Um, Wait, that's David Schumacher, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think that's... It's not Michael's son. It's Nick's cousin. It's Ralph. It's Ralph's, Ralph's son. son. Yeah. Jens or Motorsport with Williams. No, 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 no. It's just Trident, uh, Prema, and Dams. Dams doesn't have an F3 team. Great. Then it's just Trident and Prema. <laughs> Okay. Fine. What's your important thing? Okay, you ready? So, first thing you talk about, the Jetta F1 track. Mm-hmm. Again, there's been an update this week. It does not look like it's going to be done by December. The mm-hmm. thing is, though, I really hope it's done, because it looks like a great F1 track. Mm-hmm. I see why you've been excited now, because it has a little water section for you to crash into. Of course, that's the part you like. Well, no, no. In the old Monaco track, you fly off the track and go into the harbor, right? Yeah, but there's a thousand boats to catch you. Right, exactly. But now you can go into a little man-made lake, you won't die, probably, and you can just bring back those Monaco vibes. Imagine how fun that would be. Yeah, in a little lagoon. And everyone, it, it just came onto the F1 game, this track. So I've been watching some of the onboard videos, and it actually looks so, It looks pretty good. What do you think? I think it looks, well, I mean, I haven't seen the game, but I think it looks good. Yeah, more images have come out of it. Again, it's not finished, but it could be worse. It could be finished. It could be finished, it should be finished, but it could be worse. It might be finished. 
No, not yet. They don't have that much slave labor to deal with. Now, I'm not going to get canceled for saying that because Middle Eastern countries are very renowned for unpaid, uh, brutal labor. We'll say that. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now, just wait a minute here. Okay, I'm waiting. You probably shouldn't say that. Uh, I said it. Okay, so you know how to use a bleeping tool, right? Yeah, I sure do. I've done it many times now. Many times. Many times. Twice. You can do it at the start of this project, aren't you? No, no, no. Anyways, then I'm looking at the Qatar Grand Prix track. Um, not quite as good. It's conventional, but you know what it reminds me of? What? A parking lot. Which does? The Qatar Grand Prix track. Mm. Reminds me of the old Las Vegas track as well. Just not a very nice looking Las track. Las Vegas track? There's an F1. Yeah, it was probably the worst race in history. No, no, no. It's always the Indy 500. No, I know, but the Las Vegas Grand Prix literally had people passing out because it was so bad. I said a joke, but then I censored myself. No, no, say it, and then I'll censor you. No, no, no. Yes. No. You really should. It's an insensitive joke. Oh, I see. Like your, um, your Michael Schumacher joke. Yes, a little bit like that, except about ten times worse. Oh, dear. Like, I guess we really can't say ten that. Ten times worse. You'll have to tell me off the air. Okay, it was literally 10 times worse. Okay, text me it, and then I'll laugh. No, no, no. No, no, I'll, I won't say it on the air. Don't worry. <laughs> Anyways, everybody. Um, what on earth is that? text me one word, one word, and it should explain it. Nice. Anyways, I'm excited about the Qatar Grand Prix, even if it looks like a bad track. I'm excited about Jeddah, even if it's built by slaves. And I'm excited about, um, uh, not Dubai, Abu Dhabi. Did you get oh that? my god. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> That's outrageous. Well, I'm glad I didn't have to believe that. Um... <laughs> Great job censoring yourself there. That is that is true intelligence. That was kind of a bad joke, though. Yeah, I mean, could be worse. Could it be much? Nah, not too much worse. It could be one of the jokes you made on, like, Friday. Oh, okay. Yeah. But we can't say that on the air. Yeah. No, we really can't. Let's just say it was a Jeremy Clarkson joke. Oh, that joke's the one that you're thinking about. I thought well, you, you were talking about the one, you're criticizing what everybody around us. Oh, right. That yeah. was <laughs> that was great. I think you were really comfortable in that moment as well. Like you, you were never uncomfortable there. No, definitely not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely not. Anyways, you know what time it is? It is time. To Stop talking on. about F one. On that unfortunate note, it is time to end. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. We have actual stuff to talk about. It's just planes. Planes, but actual cars as well. Shall we talk about cars this week? Sure. I mean, it is a car podcast. But first planes, because again, I'd like to be confusing. Uh, the Dubai Air Show is going on right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so first big piece of news is Singapore Airlines has revealed a live flat business class seat on the new 737 max Mm -hmm. they just placed a big order for that i now want to fly to singapore um and as well as that boeing is leading with freighter orders at 11 orders to airbus's seven uh but they are trailing in airplane orders uh, i believe it's four to seven on that but overall they are slightly ahead of airbus on overall orders Anyways, uh, there was another interesting story today, which was one single passenger flew on the Concorde. Uh, guess how many times? Two. No. Now remember, mm-hmm. each each flight on the Concorde of Shub is two thousand dollars in nineties money. Okay, so um, let me guess five. 
Nope, you're way off. 718 times. Okay, wait a minute. How much did you say? $2,000 a flight. Okay, so that's like roughly a good amount of money. Yeah, why don't we do inflation calculator? 700 times 2,000. That's 1.4 million. Nope, but now we're getting the inflation. Uh, this is going to be the big ticket here. Uh, 1997, we'll say. 2021. Calculate. Okay, so times 1.72. Okay, wait a That's roughly 2.408 million. How did that happen? This man has spent 2.4 million dollars on Concorde flights. Who is it? Uh, Mr. Finn. Oh, that guy. He had he buried treasure in Yellowstone, didn't he? Yeah, Fred Finn. Yeah, that guy, uh, what you call it, um, didn't some guy go looking for the treasure and had to be, like, airlifted out of there? Probably. And then um, he is now having to pay for that flight. Ooh. Because he went off the trail. Yikes. Wait, he's the one who died recently, right? Fred Flynn? Yeah. Let's see. And 90 years old or something. And I just realized... um... That if you type in Fred Flynn, you're gonna get a Flintstone. Oh, God dang. what? Fred, Fred, what? Let me check the article again. Unless I'm very much mistaken, it is. Come on. Where did you go? Hello, article. Oh, oh, here we go. Okay. This is the story of Fred Finns. Not Flynn's. Finns. Mm-hmm. Okay. There we go. Fred Finn. The most traveled Concord passenger. Here we go. Oh, my God. Rashab. Mm-hmm. He died in 1986. Okay, so that, that means... Okay, I was thinking of Forrest. Ah, okay. Um, That means my inflation's way off. Mm-hmm. I mean, that means he probably spent $3 million on Concorde flights. No, no, no. Let's do the actual calculations. It's probably much more. You think so? Probably. Okay, let's assume that on app... Okay. Or look it up. Look up the... Which one call it? Um, inflation calculator? Yeah. All right, we're, this is. We're gonna have to do a division first because we're looking at um nineties prices, aren't we? Right. Uh, so just go back to like your two point something million. Just go into your calculator's memory. Okay, wait a minute. I'm at one point four right now. Nice. Just okay. Just get me to what you call it. Um, what's the oh no to get back to not eighties money, seventies money? I don't know. All right, so I was way off. It, it, it's times 4.8. As in 6.72 million. Oh, jeez. That's a ton of money. That's, that's too much money on flights. I'll be honest. I think that might be a private jet. Yeah, that's not only a private jet. That's like you could charter a private jet and fly every single flight you want to now like that's crazy mm. okay. so the co- the modern cost for shop of a concord ticket is about 9 grand right because i'm doing the math now he every five Concorde flights that McGuy took, he could hire a private jet. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. 
anyways, shall we talk about cryptocurrency? Do we need to? I mean, are you voting for it or against it in your debate? Or can you say that? I'm not even in, like, I don't know what I'm doing, actually. Are you, pr- are, but in general, are you pro or anti-crypto? Like, my views, I don't really know enough about crypto to be for or against it. Nice, so just sort of sitting in the middle. Kind of like Switzerland. Yeah, very neutral. Watching um, France and Germany. Just sort of battle it out. Yeah, well, I mean, not really. Yeah. Again, as I said, France and Germany. Oh, well, yeah, not really a battle, more of a destruction thing. I mean, German, the Germans just kind of walked into France, and France just waved the flag, yeah. the white flag. I oh, mean, this... that's actually what happened during the practice debate. Yeah. <laughs> I just read this. There's a, um, a tweet saying... Red Bull employee has been seen dismantling onboard camera and throwing it into the ocean. Is it Max Verstappen? Uh, it might be. Yeah, Red Bull employee Max Verstappen. <laughs> That's funny. Red Bull employee can be seen not drinking Red Bull. Yeah, I mean, anybody drinks Red. Well, no. Yeah. Are you there? I'm still here. Yep. Yeah, I'm something up. Uh, by the way, before we end today's podcast, and that's not happening yet, but before we end today's podcast, I just have to say happy birthday to Christian Horner. It's his birthday today. Mm-hmm. That's very nice. I'm trying to find a picture of um, Max Verstappen drinking Monster. Oh, that's not going to be a nice one to find. It's impossible. He must have some sort of contract saying that he can't drink Monster Energy in public. Or maybe he's just found all the pictures of him drinking Monster and deleted them off the internet. I don't think that's possible. Is it not? Maybe he just got into Google and was like, yeah, let, let's take these off. By the way, Rashab, uh, McLaren started testing their Extreme E card today. Mm-hmm. And it's really ugly. It is. It's brown. It's not that bad, but, like, their livery might be bad. It's a really bad livery. It's brown. What possessed them to think, yes, you know what's an attractive color for a racing car? Brown. No, it's sunburst orange. It's not sunburst orange. It's... (laughs) You're James May in this situation. (laughs) No, I'm not. I said it's sunburst orange. Yeah, that's what James... you, James May. No, no, no. James, James May said it's not brown. He said it's sunburst orange. About that. It, con- uh-huh. No, it was. I'm talking about um, Jeremy in the. Oh no, you're right. I, <laughs> I am James May. You're Jeremy, <laughs> saying it's sunburst orange. It's brown. Yeah. Or you could be Hammond. It's brown, mate. <laughs> Okay, now I'm trying to find Lewis Hamilton drinking Red Bull. Yep. I mean, I think he probably did at one point. No, he hasn't. Really? I can tell you that Sebastian Vettel, when offered a Monster Energy, said, no, at a press conference, said, no, I'd much prefer a Red Bull. (laughs) I mean, it actually says Lewis Hamilton on Monster Energy. Yeah. As an affiliate, I assume. It just says on the can. Oh, nice. There's a Lewis Hamilton Monster Energy. That's cool. He must have paid a lot Justin of money to get that. Bieber uh, drinking the champagne, like the winning winner champagne. Why? Talking to him. Oh, I, I bet this was at a club, right? No, I think, I think at I... a race somewhere. Oh, really? I could have sworn I saw a picture of him and Justin Bieber at a club drinking tons of champagne. This is like the race champagne. Oh, okay. Lewis Hamilton's wearing a racing suit. What idiot invited Justin Bieber to the podium? It's not on the podium anymore. Oh, okay. Just drinking copious amounts of alcohol. Nice. What is that noise? What? 
It's like a glugging sound. Oh, no, it's me tapping my foot against the wall. Uh, it does sound nice, though. <laughs> I see. Anyways, anything else to talk about in car or at planes? Because then we can move on to actual cars. No, I think that's it. Excellent. Then cars it is. Oh, my God. I'm getting tripped up. Then planes. Oh, oh my God. All right. Make fun of me now. And cars it is. Okay. Uh, so Tesla is oh, one of no. the most valuable car companies in the world. Yes, but we'll that's have to because end on that terrible disappointment. No, 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 no. It's inflated share price, I promise. On that terrible disappointment. Back to the tent. <laughs> yeah, that should be our outro. We should get a ten. First of all, we start recording in a tent at a festival. Then we make that our outro. We need a tent at uh, Monterey Car Week. We do. We need to be the technically F one tent. Actually, could we get um? Could we get oh, like, um, oh my god! I have a more terrible disappointment than you could ever imagine. The Stradman, your favorite car YouTuber. Actually, no. It, my favorite is Vin Wiki. Oh really? Yeah. I expected you to say Shmi. but anyways, wow. you ready for this? He's selling Bugatti. Nope, much worse. He's selling his NASCAR. He's a NASCAR? Yes, for some reason. I don't know why. And he's buying a Tesla Plaid. Okay, you know, it's so hard. Like, I can't respect either of those car choices. Same, yeah, but it's so hard to keep up with what he's driving. He's like, I'm buying this, and I'm selling all of my other cars. Oh, wait, crap, no, I actually like this car. Like it's that car, and we're giving away that one, because who wants that car? Exactly, no one wants that car. Crap, I'm keeping it. Um, it's been years, we've been spending years trying to sell this one, so we're just going to fill it. it with dirt and put it in the backyard. Yeah, I've got this purple and pink Lamborghini, one of each, because why not? Because money. Um Yeah, Shmi's collection is much easier to keep up with. Because he has like an Instagram account and he posts on it like whenever. I mean, I don't follow him anymore. But not even anyone. It's not even about that. It's just like look at his car collection. It's really simple. Um, Wait, wait! I'm looking at his channel right now. It's really simple. It's oh, it's not simple. Wait a minute. What? Oh, he okay. has a website, so it's much easier. Yeah, let me look at the Shmi 150 website. The Shmi mobiles. There's okay. exhaust sounds and everything. Whoa, that is a dedicated... Wow. Renault Clio. He owns a Renault Clio? Yeah, and um, a Lamborghini Huracan STO. I approve of that. I'm looking at that Huracan. I don't like the colors, but I approve of the car. Uh, there's also a Mercedes-Benz C63 AMG Black Series. Love that car. AMG yeah, GT Black Series. Roadster. Yep. I and like that comp. one. A AMG GT Black Series. M3 with the stupid grill. Ford Mustang Shelby, which he doesn't drive. GT Toyota. 500. Oh, yeah. It's a Yaris. Uh, a Toyota Yaris Gurumana. Yeah, and then the Taycan Turbo S. AMG GTR Roadster, which he was supposed to sell, but he didn't. An AMG, SLS, SLS AMG, AMG Black Series. Mercedes AMG G63. McLaren Senna, which and has a Mercedes Ford engine GT. in it. Yep. Ford Focus RS Heritage Edition. Aston Martin Advantage GT8. And McLaren 675 LT Spider. Yeah, and then previous cars. There's a GT4. GTR and Pro, which I respect. A Supra. Oh, what? He sold the Ferrari. The C4 Lusso. Oh, why? Oh, he sold the M.A. That's painful. He literally downgraded. Why would you do that? Oh, wait a minute. He has a G, whatever. A A Jimny. He has a G-Wagon, but he sold his Jimny. Yeah. It's disappointing. Jimny's better. I really wish he kept the M8 competition in the Ferrari Lusso and sold a couple of these cars. I would be fine without the 
uh, Vantage PT8. Or the no, RS. I don't know what you're talking about. I like the Vantage. They're fine. I'd be fine without the Ford Focus RS, without the uh, G-Wagon, without the SLS AMG Black Series. No, the SLS is cool. Without the GTR Roadster. The GTR Roadster is a pointless car. The C63 Black Series is a cool car. The That's Jeremy's comp, favorite car. The M3 Comp is a point. No, what are you talking about? It's obviously, um, his favorite car is obviously the Alfa, Alfa Romeo. Romeo. Yeah, Yeah, but he also stores it in a crate, whereas he stores his baby, that is the AMG Black Series, uh, with Jeffrey Bezos in London. Well, I mean, that, that's kind of, I mean, maybe he doesn't like it. Maybe he's hoping it will get stolen. He gets his insurance money. The car is gone. Ooh, look at this. I'm looking at his new cars arriving soon. A Ferrari SF90. That's an okay car. Mm-hmm. Lotus Amira. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then a Zenvo TSRS. But that is arriving in quarter two of 2022. That's mm-hmm. soon. It's not like six months. Yeah, that's soon. I'm also looking here. Guess what he's canceled the order for? What? His TVR Griffith. Oh, yes, there's an M5. It's what he used to have an M5 uh, RS6. Oh, that's a throwback, yeah. Uh, X6. Yep. M4. Yep. Oh, my God. He's a... There was another reason I hate him. Why? The Continental Super Sport. Look at the livery. Oh my god, that's horrendous. Is that supposed to be like a gold rush rally? It probably is, but that's a that's angering. This looks like the car that drives around my neighborhood. It has um okay, it's a Bentley Continental GT. Yeah. It's like um a military green with orange trims. That's a poor choice, yeah. It's the worst thing I've ever seen. I love the Z four and the Mini Cooper. Yeah, that was a nice car. And he also had your favorite. Let's hear it. He had the hey, drum roll. Drum roll, please. Morgan three wheeler. Oh. It was a blue one. That was it not worth my keyboard slaps. <laughs> they said Shmi one fifty on it. Nice. But they actually do have your favorite car. Oh, really? The A Spark Owl? No, the classic Rover Mini Cooper. Actually, I don't mind that. I actually love that car. I actually saw an Austin Mini the other day. Yep. It's a tiny little car. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the Subaru Leone 1.8 liter turbo not, station wagon? Not a big fan. Shmi had one of those. Ooh. He also had a 123D. Ooh. And an S5. Ooh. That's alright. And an R8 V10 Spider. I approve of that. Yeah, he sold it though, I think. That's an idiot move. Okay, on that terrible disappointment. Yeah, on that, on that terrible disappointment, it's time to end. Thank you very much for listening. And goodbye.